Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Good morning, ladies and gents. Welcome to our daily ATS meeting. Glad to have you all on. Today is Wednesday. All right, wonderful Wednesday. Um, I looked at the calendar today and it said Yom Kippur. So happy Yom Kippur to everybody. <laughs> I don't know much about it. I just remember hearing about it every year. <laughs> so, but to those who celebrate, happy Yom Kippur. Okay. Well, we're still discussing uh, real estate and all of those wonderful things. Just a few announcements before we get started. The Full Moon event is this coming Sunday, October 9th, and that event is $72. Um, with that, you'll be getting a lot of things. Um, it's, a, it's a time to reflect and to celebrate uh, on the harvest that has come that you have reaped for uh, the Full Moon event, and it's also a time to create all things new so that you can reap in, you know, you can reap during harvest time when it comes again. So you can sow good things during that time and reap during uh, harvest time again. <clears throat> what you expect, what you can expect during the full moon ritual is guided meditation, soul connecting journaling, 
healing discussion circle and cleansing breathwork. Now, you'll, for this, you'll need a notebook uh, or a digital notebook if you take notes on your phone or a tablet, something like that. Um, if you if you you know, if you're a writer and you take notes the traditional way, uh, like there's something about putting a pen or a pencil down on paper and writing the words, it kind of goes to your brain. So if you do that, you need a pen and paper for that, or like I said, a digital notebook. Make sure you are in a quiet, tidy space, okay? Quiet, tidy space. And so that way, um, I still just remember Deanna saying, don't celebrate in clutter. That just makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so do not celebrate in clutter. Um, you're also going to, uh, oh, these things are optional, sage, candles, and incense. You can have that as well. Uh, and make sure you're in that space that's tidy tidy and quiet. You can relax yourself and and connect with yourself because you're going to be doing some introspection, that thing that we love to do, you know, <laughs> reflecting on, on yourself and all of the things that you have done or have not done. And so you can take in that and say, okay, this is what I need to start working on. This is what I need to stop working on, all those types of things. But this full moon ceremony <clears throat> offers a sacred opportunity to check in with ourselves and examine our interior world to cultivate clarity on the path we like to forge forward. So um, I know uh, Deanna is a great explainer of this. And so she can get into more detail with that. But it, the event is $72. And I'm going to put in the chat where to send your $72. It is to Antonio's Cash App. And I try to do two things at once. Uh, and I, it's never successful. So T-H-E-A-T-S-J, no R, okay, for the full moon uh, event. And we will... I'm looking forward to that full moon event and having a great time with that. So that's the full moon event. Also, we've been talking about the real estate, <clears throat> excuse me, the real estate uh, and the things Antonio has come, has uh, gotten for us, letting, you, letting us know, letting people in, letting us know what is in store for us, the plan that he has, uh, for the $5,000 investment. <clears throat> now, this one doesn't involve real estate. I keep saying it's real estate, but it has a few options he's working on um, and crunching numbers to make it all work out. It's for, excuse me, <clears throat> business acquisition. And so he's crunching the numbers and he gave us, there, there are three options that he is um, doing numbers for. And he is going to pick the best option after he continues crunching the numbers. I'm going to put all three options in the chat so that we can review those again, just in case we have people who didn't get a chance to copy and paste the different options. So it's option one, option two, and as soon as I get option three here, we can keep going. Uh -oh. Option three. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So option one, for the 5,000 investment, um, it will pay out $320.50 a month. And to, to get your investment back, that will take 16 months. But then also the $320.50, you'll be getting paid every month for 25 months and your return on investment will be $8,012.50 for that option. Um, if he goes with option two, your $5,000 investment 
pays out $412.50 every month and will take 13 months to get your investment back. And paying out for 20 months, the $412.50 will get you a total return on investment of $8,250 for option two. And if he chooses option three, the $5,000 investment will pay out $1,470.50 every month, which will take four months to get your investment back. And that will pay out every month for seven months, which will give you a total return on investment of $10,293.50. So I'm pretty sure everybody's hoping, saying, hey, oh, I hope he goes with option three. <laughs> but, you know, whatever uh, he chooses, I know it will be the correct one because, and the right one for us because he, he and numbers go very well together and he understands business and um, investing in investments. So continue to save your money. I know Mr. Anson is ready. I know uh, Jerome is ready and Ms. Adonia and all of us, Melissa, uh, are, are ready. If you're not ready, no worries. Continue to save because right now he has to say, hey, we got this deal. So you still have, you have time. And also the payout will begin 60 days after the deal is closed okay you get start getting paid 60 days after the deal is closed and that way you can continue to reap your investment and this is a way to um, start getting momentum and more money so that when it is time to invest in real estate an apartment complex you know multifamily units you you have the money and say hey you know this man i just let the money sit and Add, add up, 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 make money while I'm sleeping. And all I have to do is now take my return on investment, put it into the multifamily unit, the real estate apartment complex, whatever it, it will be. So this is not the only deal that will happen. So if you are not able to get in on this deal, no worries. Don't beat yourself up. Don't get upset or frustrated. Just make sure you're in on the next one, okay? All right. There was one more thing, and I cannot remember what it is. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. It was okay. So I we talked about the real estate. Grace. Yes, sir. The one more thing is how how are we gonna get paid? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Robbie Rowe. That's why. That's why I like y'all. <laughs> how do you get paid? Were you going to get paid <clears throat> from this deal either through your bank, ACH? or check that's it okay to the bank or the, a check will be sent to you reason being you want things that will protect yourself as well as antonio and banks will protect you because cash app and paypal and all those things will not so you want to that those are the only two ways that you will be pay, paid out uh, uh for the the in, your return on investment so that is for that. Thank you so much for that, Jerome. Thank you so much for that because I, <laughs> I could not remember um, those things that 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 right there. And that's one of the most important things. That's crazy. All right. So, um, oh, last night if you missed Miss Tracy Armstrong, oh my goodness. Okay, <laughs> her keynote was amazing. Um, uh, if, if you missed it, it's okay. You know, we got recording, so we record everything, but it was really good for those of us that was there. She did a wonderful job, a wonderful job on her keynote. And next Tuesday, we will have the one and only Miss 
Melissa Rusak. I hope I said her name correctly, her last name, <laughs> but she will be our keynote speaker next Tuesday, and we're looking forward to that. So, all right, let me see here. I have a question. Yes, ma'am. So, I'm having one of my times, my body and stuff. Um, I wasn't able to get to the deliberation last night. Is it possible to get a recording? Yes, ma'am. Now, I will tell you all, okay, because I'm helping a lot out with my grandmother. If you ask me stuff for stuff, it's going to take a while for me to get it to you. So if you could reach out to Deanna, all you got to do is remind her, okay? <laughs> so if you ask me for things and I don't answer, it's because I'm doing some stuff. But, you know, y'all know I normally give you some things, but right now, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's going to take a while if you ask me. But if you could reach out to Deanna. Um, she said, she said, tell everybody, tell the people, reach out to me. So they, gonna have to, they may have to remind me, but just to reach out to me, okay? So we can get those things to you. Definitely, that's, this is what we record for. All right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Did anyone else have any questions either about um, the, 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 the um, investment opportunity or uh, the full moon event or anything else? Okay. Now, yeah, hopefully everyone, oh, go ahead. I have something that falls under any, everything else. <laughs> Just because the ATS family has been pinnacle in everything going on with my company, I wanted to let everyone know we got the MT760. Woo! All right, congratulations! 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 All right, congratulations. <laughs> okay, Melissa, for those of us well who, worth the wait. Okay, for those of us who may not remember what that is or understand what that is, could you just put that in layman's terms for us? What what does that mean? That means the thirty-three million dollar investment is being released. Woo! All right, all right, woo! All right, that 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 is the the. Simplest layman's terms ever. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, congratulations to you and Tree and Chris. Yes, and look, my goodness, all I'm right. So now. excited. Yes, which means there's going to be a lot of things going on for ATS here very soon. Nice, very wonderful, very wonderful. All right, well, congratulations to you again, Miss Melissa, Mr. Romy Rome. I see your mic is unmuted. It is unmuted. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I just, I just wanted to say. Um, in reference to Phil and Susan, considering all that they had to go through with that hurricane and relocate and everything else, they still came right back as if not like nothing happened, but back on the point, back on making sure that everything. And I just wanted to pat them on the back because they don't say a whole lot, but they're behind the scenes making sure their commitment is there and on point always, even in times of trouble. And I just wanted to say, hey, Susan and Phil, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for that, Jerome. Thank you, Mr. Phil and Ms. Susan. Yes. I second that emotion. <laughs> All right. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Peeler, Ms. Susan, without skipping a beat. Thank you. Um, thank you very yeah. much. That means a lot. All right. Good deal. All right. And I want to say this too, um, on that note and in, in this space. Yes, ma'am. Um, Susan and Phil, I so love y'all. I, I mean, I, I know y'all don't get how my love flows, but I, I, I love y'all so much. I love ATS, period. But <laughs> your, your absence was noted. Your, your, your aura, the energy that y'all have invested in the ATS. When y'all are not here, the energy falls. Your energy is not here. Each one of you have such a powerful energy. And when you're not here, y'all not being here, it makes such, you, you can feel it. It's, it's a serious impact. And so for y'all to be here, I just appreciate that God has blessed me to know y'all energy and to be able to feel it. So know that y'all are missed when you're not here. And I'm so glad that y'all are here. I'm I'm just saying. That's that's song to let you. <laughs> Talk you, about Ms. the energy. Thank this you, Miss. <laughs> yes, well. Thank you, Miss Sandra. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it is it is noticed when you are not here either, Miss Sandra, because when it gets real quiet, I'm like, okay, I know Sandra would have said something right here. So <laughs> we noticed. We noticed when you aren't able to make certain calls either. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very welcome. All right, all right. Anybody else have any other questions about anything? All right, because I'm about to turn it over to Miss Sunshine over here. Okay, Miss Sunshine with the green, got it popping. All right, she got a headphones today, y'all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm excited to life. that's it I'm excited to hear what we are learning on today so I'm about to turn it over to the one and only Mrs. Deanna Smith Deanna are you at Starbucks yes I am okay I just wanted, I just wanted to make sure um, oh and by the way thank you and thank Grace you guys in the not the absence but in Mr. Smith's sabbatical, you guys have done a spectacular job. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh yes. And 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 here, and this is that and I ain't just blowing smoke. Spectacular, what I mean by that is this is that I because some of the some of the like the classes you're teaching, y'all have taught these before. Okay. The the, the real thing like that. And when those little absences come or those little pieces come. Where you're like, ah, you're trying to get there. You guys get right through it, right on it. And you can, and as Miss Sandra talking about Phil and Susan, you can feel the energy from the group helping, assisting, contributing, family. You That's guys hard. are doing a fantastic job, okay? Now, now that I've given you all those pats on the back, 
And then come back to earth, okay? All right. The, the <laughs> yes, <world>. sir. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. I'm 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 done. Thank you, Uncle Romy Rome. Thank, Thank you, you sir. <laughs> All right. So today I'm I'm gonna be talking like this so y'all can hear me. It's still loud in here, but I do have my headphones on. So I, yeah, I'm not gonna be all in the screen like this this time, this morning, so I can hear y'all. <laughs> all right, so today we're talking about the numbers you should be running on every property. The numbers you should be running on every property. It's safe to say that not all properties are the same. Okay, I'll let y'all know now, they are not. I don't care. They could be side by side in the same area, have the same amount of rent. They are not the same, <laughs> okay? They're extremely different. Like the, the nicest property on the block to end up yielding you a return, that's less than what you'd hope for. And then the worst property on the block could do the opposite. It's like cash flow. It's a cash flow cow. So you have to do the numbers. You, you can never tell just by looking at something up front. You do have to do your numbers. You need a way to determine whether a property that you're investing in is one that'll perform well as a rental and an investment. So it's two, two ways you need to look at it. It needs to, needs to perform well as a rental property as well as an investment property. So when, when you, okay, Deanna, so when you say it should perform well as a rental property and investment, what do you mean by that? Let me help you out. If it performs well as a rental property, that means your, your, your occupancy is high. The property pays for itself. You don't have to worry about anything. All the bills are paid from the property. But how it performs well as an investment property means your return on investment is high as well. You want to both end. You want the property to take care of itself, but you also want a return on your investment. You don't want to invest $1 million into a property just for it to just keep rolling over. You want that $1 million back and you want it to take care of itself. So that's what I mean by you want it to be, you want it to perform well as a rental property and an investment. Now, when it comes to assessing a potential rental, you can usually get a pretty good idea about its performance by running the numbers and seeing if, uh, if the returns that you're likely to generate mean that you'll be turning a profit or going into the red. And there's several things that you need to look at. Here are the preliminary numbers you need to look at. So make sure you have your pen and pads out. And give me some head nods, some thumbs up, or unmute your mic and say, ready, when you're ready to start writing it down. Because these are the pre preliminary, try to say that 10 times fast, preliminary numbers you want to look at. <laughs> are y'all ready? Okay, got some ready up. yet. I'm going to get paper and pencil. All right. With pen and paper. Gotcha. Deanna. Yes. I had a question. What's up, sir? Um, since we since we have a, a, a second inter interlude, 
have you have have you um answered me on my text message that that I had I had asked you on two occasions, my dear? Yes. I mean, I gave you great news about the eBay thing, but I wanted to also ask you about you know I asked you about a previous ordeal, but you know I just wanted you to. Yeah. Thank you. You y'all gotta remind me, y'all. Yes. I appreciate you. Hey, Pinky. Appreciate you. You know, because you're anyway. the bomb.com and I'm green with envy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the one about Sister Chutney? No, actually, it was one pre uh, previous about. Um, people that, that are doing the, the restaurant the restaurant business oh. in, in, in um in Texas. Yes. And you said that you were gonna get back with me and I just wanted Thank to you. remind you there. Thank you for reminding me. Remind sure. me again in like four hours. Okay. Remind All me right. again in four hours. Okay. All right, I got you. I'm putting you in my mental Rolodex. Thank you, there. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. Oh, Prophet says, Hey Pinky. Hey Prophet. I'm getting him dressed, so we'll be on. He'll be on in a minute. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Preliminary numbers you need to look at. Um, these are the things that you'll want to calculate to make it easier for you to run numbers later on. The first is the purchasing cost. The purchasing cost includes the purchase price along with the closing cost. It also includes the interest that you'll be paying on the mortgage over the years. So the first, prelimin first preliminary number <laughs> that you need to <laughs> have the hard mortgage roll. <laughs> the first preliminary. Would you like a vow? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I'll take an eye because <laughs> it is not coming out. <laughs> The first preliminary number that you want to um, calculate is the purchasing cost. And the purchasing cost is just not how much they're selling the property for. The purchasing cost is the purchase price. So let's say the purchase price is 100000 And then you're looking at your closing cost. Let's say you're closing. I'm just throwing out numbers, y'all. So just work with me. Let's say your closing cost is 30000 as well as the interest, let's say your interest is 3.4%. You wanna count over the years. So you wanna calculate all of that in. So the first preliminary number is your purchasing price, your purchasing cost. And again, your purchasing cost includes the purchase price of the property, the closing cost of the property, as well as the interest that you'll be paying over the years. The next, the next number that you want to calculate is the. Oh, hold on, D, I'm sorry. Um, you say okay, it's the purchasing price of the property, the closing costs, and the interest paid over. Yeah, the, the okay. interest, the interest that you'll be paying on the mortgage over the years. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Can y'all hear me well? If I have it like this, can y'all still hear me well? I hear you. Not as well. You sound muffled. There we go. I'm gonna just keep it like this. Keep let me, let me 
If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it sounded like you was in a large room. Yeah, <laughs> Starbucks will do that to you. Fact. <laughs> the next number that you're you want to look at is the monthly income. Now, your monthly income is the amount you're able to charge for rent. Now, these can be two different numbers. These can, this is the amount that the tenants are paying. And then you also have the market rate that you can actually charge for that particular unit. So if you're going in and you know you're going to up the rents, the moment you go in, calculate both numbers. So that way, if you calculate it based on what the tenants are currently paying, then you know what's actually happening on the property at the monthly income at that time. If you calculate the rent increase, you know what the property is capable of doing. And remember, previously, we talked about knowing your goals. What is the goal for this property? So calculate, I would I would recommend calculating both numbers. Go ahead, Grace. Okay, I was just you reiterating. Okay, you say it could be the monthly income could be two things: the amount the attendance are paying and the you say the market value, the market, yeah, the market rent that you can actually charge. Ah. Because a, a a tenant can be paying five twenty five a month for a one bedroom apartment, mm -hmm. but the actual market rate not rent grace rate the actual market rate for that particular unit is like 675 okay okay because so, you know yeah you know i got a little set of your uh rent going up <laughs> yes by like between it's going up between like 25 50 bucks uh-huh yeah that's how they that's how they do it in increments of 25 to 50. Okay. I've done conventional, I've done hood, I've done tax credit. And they're all, well, hood is different. You, you limit it. Like you said, no, this is what you're going to charge. Yes, got your government. Okay. Tax credit. Okay. Your income is this, so we'll charge you that. But if you make income, we're going to charge you the full market rate. So you'll have some properties where you have some residents paying like 525 because of their income. And you have some residents for that same apartment paying 825 because of their income. It, conventional is the best way to go. Trust me, it, it's just, it's so much easier. It's less of a headache unless you hire a management company to run it for you, which I highly recommend. You don't want them headaches. Trust me. Pinky. Yes, sir. That's actually, actually, absolutely. Yeah. You got tongue tied. I got tongue tied. What is this? Tongue tied day? Something about this morning. This is something <laughs> yeah. about this day. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely correct because in the senior citizen building that I was in, there were um, 100 percenters that um, were vets and they had to pay like, um, 
the full amount, I think it was like seven something. And I only had to pay like 140, 150. I wish we had that now. Oh, <laughs> I know that's right. But um, yeah, you're absolutely right. So it's it's in them 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 hub buildings is but if like when I um started working with the um Boys and Girls Club, my rent went up to like 200 and something. Yeah, because you had more income. Yep. Yep, you're absolutely right. So in calculating your monthly income, profit, and Queen Renee, you want to look at both numbers because that's going to give you an idea of, remember the first number you wanted to look at? Uh, no, remember when I told y'all at first, you want to look at how the property performs as a rental and an investment? That monthly income will tell you how it will perform as a rental but then calculating that market along with these other numbers will tell you how it will perform as an investment property. And then Dion, on the, on the flip side, uh, Jay talked about with his, I literally stayed in a um, income base, but they didn't really look at my, they didn't really look at my job. They were literally like, like my rent was 200, but then it went up just, just because everybody's rent went up and that literally my rent still stayed the same. And I eventually got a second job. I eventually did other stuff and I eventually made more money, but my rent did not move at all. Okay. It, 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 Don't tell nobody else that. <laughs> Don't tell nobody else. I mean, you know, what I'm saying, but it it worked a lot. Yeah, for me because it didn't. But you know, what I'm saying everybody else, I'm sure they, everyone, everyone does other stuff. But I was kind of with I was, you. I'm gonna tell that you that was fake. They probably that, that was that fable. was fake. No, serious. Miss Andrew's not lying to you. Because it don't work. That was nothing like that. Because I, I knew they, they kept tabs. I, I, yeah, they do that. You know, they liked you. Do that. But I was oh, like, they liked you. They liked you. You was one of them renters that they was like, we gonna leave Renee alone because we don't have no problems with her. She bring in her money on time. We ain't got no problem with her. Just let her be. She good. They liked you, but them other ones around you, they was like, oh no, we gonna tag them. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. that God. God gonna give you favor with man and him. <laughs> yeah, I know people where they like, oh, I saw, I see that you've been doing this, blah blah blah, and they're like, yeah, your rent's going, your rent's going up. So yeah, I, but I, I thank God for favor. <laughs> that was sorry. favor. Trust me, cause they don't work like that. Ever, ever, every time I did a lease renewal, I had to raise rent every time not every other time not here and there every time and it was between 25 and 50 dollars and I can't begin to explain to you how many I'm telling y'all my experience so you will understand getting into a rental property you're going to get hit with this you're going to have some people that are going to be like oh cool I don't mind paying it. you're going to have some people that are going to absolutely move because 50 dollars breaks them 25 dollars breaks them and then yep. you're gonna then you're gonna have some people who are just gonna be like you got me messed up i'm not moving and i'm not paying this so you need to figure this out you're gonna come that, across three different people that third group my god oh they're real they will they will meet you at the front door before it opens 
waiting. Period. <laughs> waiting. Like, hey, I got this letter. And you know, I knew who to expect waiting on me in the mornings. I purposely waited until the last moment to send them their renewal notice. So I can. <laughs> and they show you the letter here. You sent this? <laughs> Cause, cause I had, cause I knew I had to mentally prepare myself for them to come into this office. That's why you hire a management. That's why you hire a management company. So you don't have to deal with it. And then you hire somebody to run the management company. So you don't have to deal with it. Cause when they can't get what they want from the property manager, they going to go to their manager and then they going to go to their manager. I've, I've done y'all look, I've had my, I've had. I used to give my manager's number out. She said, don't give my number out no more. I said, but they asking for you. She said, give them my work number. I don't answer that number that often. And she would get blown up to a point where she'll just come to the office one day and she said, hey, dear, I need you to call these people in. All right. As long as you dealing with them and not me. Period. <laughs> no, no, no. Period. <laughs> come on, Miss Andrew. <laughs> Look. And that's what you got to do. That's what you're going to have. That's going to happen. It's a part of the industry. It's part of the flow. It's part of the life. So monthly income, you want to calculate how much they're actually paying. And then you want to calculate market rent. Now, market rent is the standard rent that everybody's charging. And a good when it when it's time for you to increase your rent, you you call other property well have your property manager call other properties to get comps and send them to you so that way you you can stay marketable in that area because if you're charging 525 for one bedroom and the market for that one bedroom is 675 but the other properties around you are charging 625 you don't want to charge 675 because you're going to lose renters, which means you're going to lose money to the other properties around you. So it's very important. Wow, say that one yeah. more time. Yeah, I'll go ahead and repeat that. Right. Yes, yes. When you purchase your property and you know you're going to instantly raise rents, and remember that's forced appreciation. If you're if your renter is paying five twenty five for that apartment, the market rent is six seventy five, but the apartment complexes around you are charging six fifteen for that same property. You will not. I'm not gonna say you don't want to. I'm gonna tell you you will not charge. You will not raise rents to six seventy five because in doing that you're going to lose renters to your competition. So you find something around that area that makes you comparable to the others and you give your residents something. So if, if their rent is increasing, resurface a tub to a certain extent. Don't keep doing that because eventually you're just gonna have to replace it all together. So please don't do that. Don't make that the number one go-to. Replace, replace something in their apartments. Tell them, yeah, your rent is going up, but because you've been here for 10 years, we're going to automatically replace all your blinds. Because that's, that's normal wear and tear. You can't charge them for something that's normal wear and tear. That is not fair to them. So you tell okay. them. There you go. Got it. Got it. 
going and raising the rent, which has to be done because it's forced. What was the word? Appreciation. Okay. It's forced appreciation. And to do so because we know that they are valued renters and that this has to be done, we offer an incentive, which would be to do something in their house rather, or their apartment, to do something in their apartment, rather be uh, redo the tub, replace all the blinds or um, new carpet or something. There you go. Come on, okay. Sandra. Got it. There you go. And then that will keep them there and that will give them, it's like a bounce ball. Like the appreciation has to be done. The, the rent has to be raised. But right. we appreciate you staying rather it's getting raised than that. And you benefit even though it's getting raised. There you go. Okay, got it. Grace, do me a favor. Take a couple of questions. I need to go around some tissue. Uh, my allergies are, are, are not like they are screaming this morning. So I need to go clean my nose. So y'all give me a sec. <laughs> yes, ma'am. All right. Are there any other questions that we have? I will gladly put them in the chat as as I am learning, as you all are learning, because this is right now, this is not my anointing. Okay. <laughs> so I, <laughs> go ahead, Jerome. In <laughs> reference to what Sandra was saying, you don't have to do the extra, but it's good business to do the extra because you may have to raise it again. <laughs> So when, you, yes, yeah. so when you give them a little, it's like, oh, okay, they're raising the rent, but they but they give me a little something for that. And it, it, it kind of makes it easier, but but you may not. Um, you know, you don't have to do that. That's just good, good business. But one of the things I love what Deanna's doing here on top of running the numbers is showing us, you know, what it is to be a landlord or be a property owner. And it's it's and when she's saying hire someone, she she means that absolutely. I as I was saying, listening to the stories, I remember when I was up in New York and we were renting our house out in Baltimore. And a good example of what you guys are talking about: my my uh, my wife um, had three prospective tenants to move into the uh, to the house, and two of them were conventional, you know, just they they had no extra with them. And one of them was a Section Eight lady, and it was she was a single mom with two grown kids, a grown boyfriend, and they were only using the son's money for the income coming into the house. And the way that she, the way it was done was the rent that we were charging Section Eight covered it; they covered the whole amount, so they had to pay a certain amount. And, and Section 8 paid the other part. So when I looked at all three of them, I said to my, to my, to my wife, I said, which one did you pick? She picked the Section 8 lady because she felt sorry for her. She was a nice person and blah, 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 like that. But the, but the only person's income in the house was the son's. And I said to her, I says, honey, you're going to have problems with this. She was like, huh? I said, you're going to have problems with this. I say, because you got to understand, when they don't pay their part, we still get the Section 8. 
which covers the mortgage, that's good. But here's the problem, okay? That young man, 20 years old, covering the whole house, every time he gets a raise, guess what's going to happen to the rent? The rent's going to get raised, not from us, but from Section 8, because they're going to stop paying so much. That means he's got to pay more than needed. And guess what? So when he gets a raise, he don't get a raise. They offset his raise by the, by the money. I said, then let me tell you what's going to happen. He's going to get pissed, probably quit his job. Just like that. Listen to me. You'd have thought I was a prophet, prophet Jerry. You thought I was a prophet. Two years later, guess what? He quit. Boom. All we would get was Section 8. My wife had to take that woman to court, and she showed the judge all the stuff that she did to help her out and blah, 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 like that. And the woman wouldn't move because they were, Hopkins was doing something with those houses and the, the value was going up. So the people there, don't, don't, don't go nowhere. They're they going to they do this like that. The judge said to the, to the, to the, the tenant, did Miss Red do this for you? She said, yes. Did Miss Red do it? And she ran down, my wife had a book. She ran down and listed everything she had to do to help this woman out. So the judge said, <laughs> She did all of this for you? She said, yeah. She said, then why the hell you ain't paying your rent? <laughs> she, she told you, you got 30 days. <laughs> you out of here. But the woman told my, my, my wife, you got to take me to court to get me out of this house. But this was afterwards. Ain't they? So when Deanna was talking about That's those that third us. <laughs> but I tried, but you know what? I, and I love my wife, but I warned her. And, and listen to me, and, and, for, and for the few minutes on the, on the call, I wasn't stupid enough to say, I told you so. I just said, hey, baby, I'm with you. I'm with you, baby. Okay, that's... <laughs> and I just hope the next one is not a... I ain't got nothing against Section 8. Section 8, that's a, that's a wonderful program for somebody else. <laughs> I just want to... <laughs> and that, no, thank you so much, Jerome, for sharing that because you all have to also understand when you get those kind of renters, they will not pay rent. And they will stay in that apartment for 30 days without paying that rent. So now you have a whole month where you're missing income for that unit. And that's not including the time they, the, that's not including the rent that you actually went to court to get from them. So you have to calculate all that back rent as a loss. And, and she didn't pay the back. And, with the, and when she moved out, she didn't pay the back rent. Of course not. <laughs> you put me out. Why would I pay you anything? Oh, go, oh, yeah. Ride, Runner, ride this pony till it fall off, okay? Renters, be very careful. Make sure you do a background check on your renters or have your management company run background checks. Don't let someone move in without a background check. Don't do that. I'm going to tell y'all why. Like like Jerome said, Section 8 is a wonderful program. I've worked with properties that have had Section 8, conventional tax credit, and HUD. I have, in honest to God truth, I actually like Section 8 renters. Want to know why? Let me tell you why. The good ones follow the rules. See, what people don't understand when it comes to Section 8 is the government comes in and inspects that apartment. So they so the the ones who are on it because they genuinely are having a hard time are your best tenants ever. 
because they handle their business. They keep their houses clean, not just because of inspection purposes, but it's because of who they are. I've dealt with the ones who just didn't care. And those were the worst apartments ever. Those were the ones who the government said, we're not paying you another dime. And that person would not move because they've been there for forever. So you, you have to do background checks. I had one renter, she was a wonderful person. And I hated the situation that happened that caused her to move. She had her dad staying with her because he had nowhere else to go. But her dad was also a pedophile. We didn't know her dad was staying on property until the lady who, who was the volunteer, like the volunteer event coordinator for the property came to me. She sat me down and she said, D, I'm coming to you with this because if I take it into my own hands, I'm going to hurt somebody. And she told me what happened. And I talked to the lady and I, I pulled the lady in. I didn't go to her apartment. I didn't knock on the door. I called her. I said, I need you to come to the office and talk to me. And I told her what happened. When she found out the next day, because I had to tell my manager too, I had to do a whole write-up on it. I had to go to her apartment the next day. And if I, if I would have gone to housing, which is, she would have lost her apartment. I had to follow the rules of my apartment complex first. That man was gone the next day. Her own father, she put him out. She told him, you can't be hitting him up. You jeopardizing the roof of my kids' heads, you can't be hitting him up. You have to run background checks. You can lose an entire floor of residence without run, if you don't run background checks. And the wonderful thing about apartment complexes is you have systems like core logic that you can go in run background checks you have um, you get access to systems that help you run credit reports because you're going after run credit report because trust me you can't get into an apartment now without a credit report because they run your they run your credit just like the bank would to get you in if your credit is over a certain amount if you have certain things on your credit you can't get in here you cannot rent here so i'm letting y'all these are the things as in, yes, it's an investment property for you. You don't have to worry about all this. Yes, you do. This is going to affect your, it's going to affect your investment. I'm giving you all the wonderful stories and all the horror stories because I've experienced quite a bit in my short time in the industry. There's a reason why I'm not in the industry anymore. Okay, let me tell you. My heart hurts too much being in that industry. I was told I was too nice to be a property manager and trust me when you got residents that just come in sit at your desk and just start crying you just you kind of be like uh you okay what's going on talk to me you find the book i'm trying to tell you i had what i had one resident nobody on the entire property and it's just 62 units. So, and I was, I was at like 90% occupancy. So I got like 60 people, 58, that did not like this man. Did not like him. And he was one of those daggone renters. 
who I had to raise the rent. And he was buying a house and decided, I'm not paying. I had to deal with him for two months of him not paying rent and walking in that office like he paid his rent to have a conversation with me. And I'm looking at him like, why are you in here? You know what I got? You know what I have to deal with because you decide you don't want to pay your rent? Get out. And my job, I was like freshly pregnant. Dawn started kicking and rolling around so much so to the point where he looked down. He said, oh, your baby's moving a lot. And I was like, yeah, you don't like your ass. Excuse the language. <laughs> I promise so. Dawn didn't like him. <laughs> he wasn't even here. And Dawn liked everybody, okay? You will have those residents. You will. And it affects your money. It affects your investment. It affects your, it, it, I'm saying infects. So I guess I am using the right word because it will infect it. It'll be like a little disease. Just move it through it. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all. So when it comes to calculating your monthly income, you want to calculate what their current, what the current rent roll is, R-O-L-L, and the perspective rent roll with the market rent. So that way you know what can come into this property and you can know what is coming into this property. So, and with those two numbers, you know if it's, of it, if, it's, if it's performing well as a rental and if it will perform well as an investment. So that's the second set of preliminary numbers you want to run. The third set is monthly expenses. Now look, looking at the money coming in is great. But you want to know what, hold on, I just got to pause real quick. Queen Michelle, it is so good to see you, ma'am. If you can unmute your mic and grace us with your beautiful voice, how are you doing? Hey, everyone. It's good to see y'all. I thought I'd pop my head in. I'm so glad to to... I'm at a meeting right now. Okay. Hey, everybody. Hi, Michelle. Hey. Hey. Hey, Michelle. Look at you. How y'all doing on today? No, I've been starting to this people looking at me crazy. How are you? It is so good to see you. It's good to see everyone as well. I thought I would, I just got off the road here in San Antonio for a government contracting meeting. And I thought I, I thought I um, popped my head in because you know when we're driving, that's the only time we don't have no distractions. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So you can pop in, but I do have to go because I just walked out the door. But I just want to say hello, everyone. And I'm not going to be as much of a stranger. I'll be popping my head in every once in a while. But just wanted to come in here and see everybody and love all y'all. So, and I've been learning a lot. I'll be getting back into my real estate as well. So thank you for the, thank you for the uh, wonderful business nuggets that I've heard so far. Hey man, it's good to see you. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Way, and y'all have a wonderful week. You too. Love good you. All right. Look at that picture of her. Look at all look at the glow. It's a beautiful chocolate glow. All right. <laughs>
All right, y'all. I just, I just. That's the good stuff, the good energy. Yeah. Um, hold on, real quick. Wait a minute, Deanna. Let that beautiful chocolate go. Call me and a husband. How about that? Okay, I'm going to leave. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Do not have me cutting up in this Starbucks. Do not have me cutting up, okay? Well, we call it. We call it in Jesus' name. Because you believe it first. You got to have it. When you say it in the name of Jesus, I believe it for you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. If, if, if for our new, for our newbies, that was Michelle. She, for our new family members, that was uh, Miss Michelle Black. She's our resident travel uh, expert. If you need to go somewhere, you go, you reach out to her. The kingdom travels is the way to go. She is also our in-house uh, event planner. Yes, she is the in-house. Oh, yeah, thank you, Melissa. She is the in-house event planner, too. So if you have any, she'll do it all for you. She, from the registration to the getting the people registered to the sending out the reminders to, 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 for the people to wow. register, to organizing their travel, making sure they get, like, all you have to do is tell her, this is the event, these are the dates, this is my budget, and, and this is the ideas of what I want for the event and just kind of stay in, in this event. I'm having her do my wedding. So, yeah. And look, and Renee just said she coordinated their honeymoon. She will meet you. If she's in the same city with you, she will meet you at the airport to make sure you got all your stuff. That's the kind of travel, uh, travel expert you want <laughs> on your team. She's the concierge extraordinaire. Come on, the, come on, Uncle Romy Rome. The concierge extraordinaire. There you go. The the girl is she bad? She bad? Not bad in the she she she. You know y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> she know what she doing. Okay. All right. So the next thing you monthly expenses. Not only do you know what's coming in, not only do you want to know what's coming in, you want to know what's going out. Because that will affect your return on investment. When it comes to looking at the expenses on the property, be clear on the amounts. Because that'll help you get an accurate picture of the type of returns that you can expect to get. So what expenses should you look at? Mortgage payment. How much are you paying every month for this big old property? You can use an online mortgage calculator to find that out, or you can go to, you can just talk, if you have a good connect at the bank, talk to the bank, be like, hey, this is what we're looking at. How, how much am I going to be looking at a month on this? And what will my interest rate be? I need to know how much the interest on this loan is going to be, and I want to know how much I'm going to be paying a month. And how much do I need to put down? That is an expense. So you go to your mortgage payment, go to bank. Okay, I'm putting, I got to put this much down. That's an expense. I'm paying this monthly and this is my interest rate. You want to know the second number when it comes to calculating your, your monthly expenses, your property taxes. Now your property taxes only comes out once a year. But if you calculate it in where it comes out monthly, you save yourself a whole lot of trouble at the end of the year. <laughs> Trust me. I've listened to my father's conversation. 
I've listened to my mother's conversations and I've sat in on budget meeting after, but I've had to do budget. And when I tell you property taxes for a 200 unit property, I know how much it is for a 62 unit property. I don't even want to begin to think how much it is for a 200, a 200 unit property. And you want to make it easy on yourself. Calculate that into your monthly expenses. And just and what you do is you just put it into a separate account. You have a separate bank account that rent hit, your accounting goes in, divvies out the money how it needs to be divvied out, pay out the bills that need to be paid out, and call it a day. That's why you want to hire a management firm to run your stuff for you because they'll run, they'll manage that for you too. When I tell you it's enough to be on property, I can't begin to express how much you don't want that job. Let somebody else rate this is this is when you understand where your anointing is and where it is not. Okay. Let someone who is anointed put their hands on your money. Okay. And okay. okay. But, but also, <laughs> but also, it's because someone else who is anointed putting their hands on your money. You you want you also want to be you know educated. So you make sure that they're not taking you for your money. I just want to put that out there. And how you do that, Grace, is, okay, once a month, after rent is paid, bills paid, okay, let's sit down. Run these numbers to me. What are we looking at? How are we looking at? Well, what are we looking like this month? How are we looking? That, okay. That, that's how you do Okay, that. I get that. That's why you have those meetings. That's why you go to school, Oprah. So you can get that phone call. <laughs> know your anointing and hire somebody who is anointed in it but know your business that's why you run the numbers before you even you even because when you go in knowing the numbers you're like okay so i know this 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 and this now how we gonna run this monthly that's old you but we gonna meet once a week so you can run these numbers to me too okay okay property taxes calculate that out monthly so that way but when the end of the year rolls around you already know what you're looking at you may be short a little bit but you may have enough you never know but if you're putting it out monthly you're good so so far when it comes to monthly expenses you're looking at the mortgage payment you're looking at property taxes next thing you want to look at is insurance get a good Get a quote from three different companies. Never go with the first one. Get a quote from three different companies. And that'll help you tally up your projected expenses for insurance for the property. So now you know what that's going to be. The next, the next one you want to look at, which I have been talking about, is property management fees. I'm going to tell y'all this is a must. This is not optional. Hiring a property management firm to run your property is not an option, okay? Y'all are doing this to retire, not to get tied into another business. Not optional. And they should already have a property company, property management firm in place 
But if you're running the numbers and the numbers don't look right as far as how they saying it, but the if you're running the numbers and the deal looks good and you get on property, but how it's being ran is not working for you, that's when you start shopping other property management firms. Put one in place before you move to the next. Leave the one you have in place. Let them keep running it while you shop around. Don't tell them you're shopping around because they will screw you over. They will destroy your whole business. They will let stuff go undone. You don't want that. If you get on property and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing to make sure you get your return on investment, time to start shopping. D, real quick, can you check the chat for me? Sure. All right, gotcha. All right. So the next one is property management fees. Hiring a property management, uh, hire, hiring a property manager can save you a lot of time. They can also save you money and they can run multiple properties for you. Let's say you want to buy single family homes and rent those out. They'll run those for you too. So you just contact your local property manager managers and just get an idea of what they charge. So let's say next year you purchase, you invest in five rental, you invest in five apartment complexes and five uh, single family units. When you go to your property management firm, you tell them, this is what I have. I have 10 properties total. Five are apartment complexes ranging between 150 to 300 units. Then I have five single family homes, all are three to four bedrooms. I have two that are three bedrooms uh, and three that are four bedrooms. They'll give you, they'll give you a, a how much it they will charge you monthly to run that based on what their services are and what services that you're asking them to take on. So property management fee. So when it comes to monthly expenses, you wanna calculate mortgage payment, property taxes, insurance, property management fees, and the next one is HOA, housing. I always know what they do, but I never know what HOA actually stands for. Housing, uh, homeowners, ah, homeowners of America. Homeowners of America. There we go. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought it was Homeowners Association. It's actually Homeowners Association. Okay. Oh, thanks. Come on, teach me, Miss Adonia, teach me. I, when you don't pay bills, you, you some things you just don't pay attention to, okay? I'm going to be honest with y'all. <laughs> that was slip of mind. <laughs> so your HOA fees, your homeowners association fees. If you're buying a property that's part of a homeowners association, then you want to find out what their fees are. And if you can't get the total from the seller, then you can call the homeowners association itself. And this is, this is okay. When you're looking at the properties online, when you scroll down to the bottom, it tells you like what school districts they're in, what like major areas they're close to, and if they are part of a homeowners association. It'll tell you how much it costs, or you can call, it'll tell you who this homeowners association is, and then you can call them and get that information. 
because that's going to be calculated into your monthly fees. Now, I'm not sure, Miss Adonia, uh, Uncle Jerome, whoever, the ones who own houses, if y'all, I don't pay bills, y'all. Please, I'm this. I'm not bragging. I'm just, I don't pay bills. So I don't know how the HOA pays out. My dad tells me annually. I, I don't know. So, but if they pay out annually, you want to do the same thing with the, with the, that you did with the property taxes. Property taxes. Deanna. Yes, ma'am. Just a little more information. In some situations, your homeowner association is part of your payment and, or, or it could be part of the taxes. It just depends. The most important part about homeowners association, you don't just want to know the cost. You want to know what the, the rules are because they have a lot of rules. You have to have your lawns cut. Your garbage cans have to, you know, be on, can't be on the side of the house. Um, it may say that you, you if you build a fence and only has to be, only can be certain high. They have very specific rules and regulations because they want to keep the, the neighborhood um, nice uniform. You can't have big cars. You can't have cars with no wheels on it sitting in front of your house. So you want to know what all those restrictions are because that will also have a lot to do with who you choose as tenants. Come on, Miss Adon, you better teach us on this morning. Y'all heard what she said. I'm not coming behind that. <laughs> she was very clear in what she was saying. So homeowner association fees, those are also a part of your monthly expenses. Another thing that you want to calculate into your monthly expenses are your vacancies. That's an expense because you still have to pay the bills for that apartment. Because if it's vacant, guess what you have to pay for? You have to pay for the water for that apartment. You have to pay for the electricity for that apartment. Those are bills that are now on you. Why do you think they have, when you go look at an apartment, why do you think they have one special one that's all dressed up? But when you move in, your apartment is, or, or if you say, I want to see the apartment that I'm going to be, if you're renters and you're moving, please always ask to see the apartment you're actually going to be moving into. Don't go off the model. Don't do that to yourself. But if you ever notice, for all of you who have ever rented an apartment, before you, they tell you, we're cutting the lights off on this day. Which means if you don't have your lights turned on on this day, you're not going to have any lights. That's because they're paying for it. It's part of their expenses. So you want to calculate in that expenses of vacancies. And it's a good idea to set aside at least 10% of the monthly rent for vacancy expenses. So if you if you if your rent if your rent for an apartment is $725, then you want to put aside $72.50 a month. Because you don't want you don't want that vacancy to hurt you. It messes with your money. It's an expense, not an income. And the final number that you want to include in your monthly expenses are repairs. You will always be repairing something on the property. Not only from normal wear and tear, but not all of your renters are going to care about their apartment. I'm just gonna be upfront with you. 
I've had broken refrigerators and I'm sitting here trying to figure out how you ripped off the handle on the refrigerator. And we can't put that back on. So we have to buy a whole new refrigerator. And refrigerators are not cheap. The wonderful thing. Yes, ma'am. I'm so sorry. Could you go back and just say what you said about vacancies? I just want to put it in a note. For vacancies, what you want to do is you want to set aside 10% of the monthly rent for the vacancy expenses. So if you normally charge $725 for that unit, you want to put aside $72, cents. $72 Come on with the math. Grace is money. <laughs> You want to set aside $72.50 to cover that vacancy. Because mind you, you're not getting rent for it. It is not an income at this moment. It is an expense. And you're responsible for it. Because when someone moves out, you have to go into that unit or your, your property manager has to go into that unit and do an inspection. You automatically, it's already going to be budgeted in for when you do the, when they do the budget, they have to budget in for at least, depending on the property size, between five to 10 move outs, which means they're budgeting for painting for that unit. They're budgeting for carpet cleaning or replacement for that unit. And if it needs to be replaced nine times out of 10, they're not getting their, their deposit back depending on how long they've lived there. If they've lived there 10 years, you have to replace that carpet from wear and tear and you should not charge them for that. But if they've only been there two years and you replace that carpet before they moved in, oh, <laughs> you're not getting your deposit on this. Thank you very much. We're not doing that. Sorry, no. But when, you, when, a, when someone moves out, you already have to budget in because you have to go in and inspect. And depending on what needs to be replaced, there should already be some in maintenance and stock, but you don't keep refrigerators in stock. You don't keep, well, keep at least two refrigerators and two stoves, especially if you have like a 200 unit apartment, you may keep like five refrigerators and five, sto uh, five stoves in like just on property because you never know when you have to switch them out. And you have some properties that actually keep old refrigerators and stoves because they pull, they have maintenance who are, who are certified and they can pull pieces to fix other, it, it, it's a lot you can do to just, never mind. Okay. <laughs> but you have to, you have to calculate. So you've already, it's already put in your budget when you have to, do a which is a turnover when you have to turn over an apartment it's already budgeted in but you also have to budget in for the electricity and the water because the people who go in to do the painting they're going to use electricity and water the people who go in to do the carpet they're going to use electricity and water your maintenance needs electricity and water so you can't cut off the electricity to an apartment that's vacant because it's going to be needed for maintenance and cleaning and all of that so you need to calculate in there. And then what if, for some reason, you, it takes you like three months to get that unit, to get that, to get that vacancy filled, which it shouldn't. Your property management company is going to tell you, is the, the, your property management company 
is going to tell your property manager, you have one week to turn this unit over. And in that week, you have to have it rented out so somebody can move in. Because it's fooling with your money. It is now an expense and not an income. And the management, the property management's job is to make sure that that property is incoming, in, incoming, yeah, thank you. <laughs> make sure that that property is incoming, is cash is coming in, and to make sure it stays up to date, up to, because you all, the other expenses that you have to think about are the government expenses. You have to have inspections done. The city has to come and inspect. Every time you, every time you do, every time, depending on what county you're, you're in, every time, and depending on the type of prop, uh, type of property you have, every time you turn over an apartment complex before you can move somebody in, the fire marshal has to come in and inspect it to make sure it's up to par. That costs money. You also have to count another expense, ev evictions. You, but you, these are things that you should have into your budget. So vacancies, that's a, that's a monthly expense because if you, you got to cover that. And then your repairs. It's a good idea to set aside at least 2% of the property's value annually for repairs. Tell you why. Because not only do you have the repairs that you have to do inside of the apartment complexes, that's what budget is for, but what about your big repairs? What about a roof leak? That's, that, is, that is not the responsibility of the tenant. That is yours. What about bats? I need, I need, I need y'all to understand, depending on where you live, that's the issue, okay? When you have a whole family of bats living in an apartment complex and you get phone calls saying a bat just came through my AC vent, got problems. Been there, done that, don't want to go backwards. I got a phone call from a resident screaming at the top of her lungs. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't deal with bats, but on that day, I was a bat catcher, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Me and a maintenance lady, we was on it. And her name was Michelle. I loved her. Michelle Josh, the most wonderful, kind-hearted woman I could ever come across. That. I would hire her in a minute to manage maintenance. I would never have her work maintenance again. I have her manage them though, because she kept that apartment complex on point. Trust me. We didn't put in air conditioner units on the outside. We have replaced the motors and air conditioners on the inside. I mean, we did a lot of stuff together. Did some plumbing. I learned a lot working with her. Trust me. You learn a lot. When you come out your office as an apartment manager and you get on the ground, we had the men looking at us like, how did y'all do this, man? Look, figured it out. I'm just trying to tell you, okay? <laughs> but you have to think about that. When you need to replace piping, you want to, you want to, that's an expense, a major expense. When you need to, when you need to redo an entire fence because a storm hit or a tree fell down, that's an expense. So it's good to calculate that. It, they say 2% of the property's uh, value for an, annually for repairs. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say about 3% only because the cost of things goes up. 
and you want to make sure that you account for that. So just a quick recap. You want to make sure that the rental property that you're purchasing not only performs well as a rental, but performs well as an investment. Not all properties are good properties. It could be in the center of downtown, but it could yield less than what you hoped. The first thing we went over are the preliminary numbers that you want to run when it comes to running the numbers you should know when running a property. Those numbers are your purchasing cost, your monthly income, your monthly expenses. Within your monthly expenses, you have your mortgage payment, your property taxes. Let me slow down. Within your monthly expenses, you have your mortgage payment. Within your mortgage payment, you have the mortgage payment, the interest, and the down payment. The next number you want to look at is your property taxes. And then you want to take your property taxes once you find it out, because it's, it's normally pay, no, it normally comes out once a year. You want to calculate how much it'll be each month. So that's an expense that you have each month instead of one lump sum at the end of the year. Your insurance. You want to get a good quote from three different insurance companies. Never go with the first company. If somebody recommends a company to you, you say, thank you for the recommendation. You get a quote from them, but you still go to two other companies and get a quote. Your property management fees. The property that you are looking to invest in should already have a property management firm in place. You find out how much their fees are, and then you go and you get an estimate from two other property management firms. That way, once you get on the property, you see how that property management firm is running it. If you, if you like it, great. If you don't, you have two other companies you can look at. Your next is HOA fees. If you're, see if that property is in an area that is HOA. If you're doing single family homes, you definitely want to check this out. Find out how much that fee is, and you can break that up into monthly. As Ms. Adonia told us earlier, not only do you want to pay attention to how much they charge, she says sometimes it goes into the property taxes. Sometimes it goes into, there's another number she said. I think she said the monthly property. It can be paid out with property taxes or I think it can be paid out monthly with, the, with your mortgage. But you want to also see what their restrictions are because if you are purchasing a home, to, to flip and rent before you make any outside renovations to that house, you need to know what the what your homeowners association is gonna say. The other number that you wanna look at are your vacancies. You wanna set aside at least 10% of the monthly rent for vacancy expenses. And then the next expense are your repairs. And you want to set aside at least 2 to 3% of the property's value annually for repairs. All right, so do we have any questions tomorrow? We're going to pick back up on, we're going to go over the back of the envelope, um, back of the envelope numbers quickly, and then we're going to put it all together. So do we have any other questions or anything? All right.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, if we don't have any questions, we will see uh, those of you are part of the Bureau. We will see you tonight at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for you got five minutes. Mr. Bastien East, we will see you and I will see you all tomorrow. We're going to finish up numbers. You should be running on every property. And then we're going to move into what is the 2% rule. And just real quick, the 2% rule is an investing strategy where an investor risks no more than 2% of their available capital on any single investment. So we're going to go over that. All right. And if there aren't any questions, thank you all so much for joining us this morning. You can plant better. You can dominate. All right, everyone. Y'all have a great one. Love you. Love, Love you. you. Thank you. Love you. You have Love a great one as well. Oh, go ahead, Michelle. I apologize. I just wanted to ask y'all to keep me in prayer. My mom and I, we're going to getting ready to get on the road, headed to Florida, see what's going on with my family. And we'll be there until, um, I think, Monday of next week. Okay. Please be careful. You are in our prayers. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Especially Love with you. what just happened down there. So y'all, please be careful. And you will be in our prayers, ain't Shelly? Thank you so much. Y'all have a great weekend. Without well, doubt. Thank you. You as well. Praying for you and your family. All right, everyone. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.